Modern Problems with Johnny Benson. The podcast starts now. Good morning. It's Saturday, June 11th. Today, we're going to talk about the January 6th commission. But before we get to that, regrettably, I have to inform you of another mass shooting. The accused gunman in a deadly workplace shooting at a small manufacturing plant in Western Maryland on Thursday carried out his normal work shift in the hours before the shooting, according to authorities. Three men died and another was wounded when the suspect opened fire on them at Columbia Machine Incorporated on Bickle Road in Smithsburg, according to the Washington County Sheriff's Department. The 23-year-old gunman, who authorities have not yet named, showed up for his typical work shift and worked throughout the day, the sheriff's office said. Just before 2.30, authorities said he left the building, grabbed a gun from his car, went back in, and shot the men in the break room. Mark Allen Fry, 50, Charles Edward Minnick, 31, and Joshua Robert Wallace, 30, all died. A 42-year-old man was critically injured and remains hospitalized. They were all employees of Columbia Machine Incorporated. It was quickly discovered the suspect had fled the scene prior to law enforcement's arrival, and the units relayed the information as far as the suspect vehicle's description and the direction it was heading. A short time after the shooting, about five miles south of the plant, a Maryland State Trooper got into a shootout with the suspect on Maple Lill Road, according to the Sheriff's Department. What the fuck's going on? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is there somebody running from the cops? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Turn around. Turn around. Shots fired. Turn around. This is what officials had to say later that day. My name is Sergeant Carly, C-A-R-L-Y, last name Post, H-O-S-E. I am the public information officer for the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Um, We're getting ready to get started. I'm going to introduce Sheriff Douglas Mullendore, um, last name M-U-L-L-E-N-D-O-R-E. He is going to come up and recap some of the information which we have previously released and then has additional information to give. When he is finished speaking, he will turn it over to a representative from Maryland State Police. Um, Additionally, they will not be taking questions at the conclusion of the press conference. Um, So when they're finished, they're going to exit. Good evening. Sheriff Doug Mollendorf, Washington County, Maryland Sheriff's Office. First of all, I want to say that My sincere condolences and sympathies go to the families of all those involved in today's incident. Uh, Certainly a tragic incident here in Washington County. I would like to thank all of the partner agencies that have participated with the Sheriff's Office uh, in this investigation. Maryland State Police, um, the FBI, the ATF, and the Smithsburg Police Department. To recap some of the facts that have already been released, on June 9th, 2022, at approximately 2.30 p.m., 
the Washington County Emergency Communications Center received a report of an active shooter at the um, Columbia Machine Shop 12912 Bickle Road, Smithsburg, Maryland. Officers and deputies from multiple agencies responded. Officers from the Smithsburg Police Department were the first on the scene and located an injured subject outside the business in a field. It was quickly discovered that the suspect had fled the scene prior to law enforcement arrival and units relayed the information as far as the suspect vehicle description uh, and the suspect description. The vehicle was encountered by the Maryland State Police on Mapleville Road, Route 66, in the area of Mount Etna Road. The suspect and the trooper exchanged fire. Both subjects were injured and both were transported to Meredith's Medical Center for treatment. At this time, I can confirm that all the victims and the suspects were current employees of the uh, Columbia Machine Incorporated. I'm going to give you the names and ages of the victims uh, that we have at this time. The first being Mark Allen, A-L-A-N, Fry, F-R-E-Y. He's a 50-year-old white male. Second victim is Charles Edward Minnick, M-I-N-N-I-C-K, Jr. He is 31 years old, white male. The last of the deceased is Joshua Robert Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E, 30-year-old white male. The injured victim that was found outside was Brandon Chase Michael, who is also a white male, 42 years of age. The suspect is in custody at the Marist Medical Center. He's identified as a 23-year-old Hispanic male who resides in West Virginia. We are not releasing his name at this time because he has not been charged. Uh, we are currently in the process of doing that. The weapons used at both scenes was a semi-automatic handgun. The exact caliber, make, and model is not being released at this time. It's part of the investigation. The motive for the, the uh, shooting also has not uh, been determined at its time. The investigation is ongoing. This time, I'm going to turn it over to the Maryland State Police for their statement. Thank you. Good evening, my name is Ron Snyder. I'm the Deputy Director of the uh, Office of Media Communication with Maryland State Police. Uh, here to provide an update on Maryland State Police's involvement in this case is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Dolphmeyer, Chief of the Criminal Investigation Bureau. Good evening. As you said, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Bill Dolphmeyer with the State Police Criminal Investigation Bureau. And along with the Sheriff's Office, we would like to extend our um, sadness and grief for the families involved in this incident. Uh, once Sheriff's Office units arrived, they quickly put out a broadcast for a vehicle and a suspect and a sense of direction. There were three troopers that were on 60, Route 66 proceeding towards the scene when they encountered a vehicle matching the description of the suspect. When the troopers went to stop the vehicle, the suspect immediately started firing multiple rounds at the troopers. The troopers returned fire, striking the suspect. During the course of gunfire, one trooper did receive an injury uh, from gunfire. But the suspect and the trooper were treated 
taken to Mary's Hospital, and the trooper is doing well, and the suspects continue to be treated. Uh, there was a handgun recovered at the uh, within the vehicle, and right now we're just still working on working with the sheriff's office on on why it happened and why it kept escalating. So, thank you for your time. Could he spell his name for us, please? First and last. Okay. First name Bill B I L L. Last name Doffelmeyer. D O F F L E M Y E R. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any message you have to the community tonight in the wake of shooting happening across the Um, As was stated earlier, this um, incident is no longer an active threat to our community. Okay, um, we will not be holding any more press conferences this evening. More information as we get it will be released via press conference throughout tomorrow. So thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Can we ask questions? Us. No, we're not taking any questions at this time. Thank you. You know, offering thoughts and prayers for the family of the victims seems just so cliche at this point. I do pray for them and I do, I do help that they're able to heal from such a tragic loss. But we need some serious gun control. Now, in this particular case, the weapon of choice was a semi-automatic handgun, that much we know, which took three people's lives, injured a fourth and a state trooper. Had it been an AR-15, God only knows how many deaths and injuries there would have been. Kudos to the Maryland State Police Troopers who displayed incredible courage in engaging this suspect in a firefight on our highways, which brought this mass shooting to a conclusion. Your bravery is acknowledged and, and recognized and so appreciated. Now I want you to listen to some active shooter training for a situation much like the one that just happened in Smithsburg. All right, so good morning. Welcome to today's team building event today. We're going to be learning what to do in the event of an active shooter. Um, we're going to bring in a special guest. She's actually an expert on this, and she's going to be leading our team building event. Oh, oh. No. This is Kaylee. If there was an active shooter, you'd all be dead. When you talk out loud, the shooter can tell where you are and where you're hiding. Sometimes we play the game who can stay quietest the longest, so we all remember. You can try and protect your friends by pushing the tables and chairs against the doors. You also have to put a piece of paper over the door window so they can't see in. And you can't cry. It gives away your position and your hiding spot. And if you're in the bathrooms, you have to stand on the toilet seat and crunch down so they can't see your feet and they can't see your head so they don't know that you're in there. That's crazy. Try to listen for things that could help the police. 
For example, if you hear a lot of bangs like bang, 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 the shooter might be down the hall. Or if you hear louder ones like bang, 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 he could be right outside your door. If the shooter comes in the room, screaming won't do anything. You have to try and fight back. If you can't escape, we get taught the emergency window escape plan where you have to break a window, put clothes over the frame, and climb through. Our teacher used to sing a song to make it easy to remember. Lock down, lock down, let's all hide. Lock the doors and stay inside. Crouch on down, don't make a sound, and don't cry or you'll be found. Does anyone else think that Kayla being a 10 or 11 year old and being an expert in what to do in the case of an active shooter. Does anyone else recognize how fucked up that is? How fucked up our country is that we can't protect our children, that they have to become experts in how to survive an active shooter. Earlier this week, Matthew McConaughey, spoke from the White House podium asking for gun control. Listen. We also met Anna and Danilo, the mom and the stepdad of nine-year-old Maite Rodriguez. And Maite wanted to be a marine biologist. She was already in contact with Corpus Christi University of A&M for her future college enrollment. Nine years old. Maite cared for the environment so strongly that when the city asked her mother if they could release some balloons into the sky in her memory, her mom said, oh no, Maite wouldn't want to litter. Maite wore green high top converse with a heart she had hand drawn on the right toe because they represented her love of nature. Camilla's got these shoes. Can you show these shoes, please? Wore these every day. Green Converse with a heart on the right toe. These are the same green Converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. This should not be a partisan issue. There is not a Democratic or Republican value in one single act of these shooters. It's not. But people in power have failed to act. So we're asking you, and I'm asking you, will you please ask yourselves, can both sides rise above? Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? So we've got a chance right now to reach for and to grasp a higher ground above our political affiliations. A chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party a chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation. We've got to take a sober, humble, and honest look in the mirror and rebrand ourselves based on what we truly value. What we truly value. We've got to get some real courage and honor our immortal obligations instead of our party affiliations. Enough with the counter-punching. Your modern problems will always be with you. But Johnny Benson will be back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast 
with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, I'm Johnny Benson. Juan Sebastian's dream is to become a doctor and to one day work at St. Jude. Juan Sebastian was 10 years old when he was diagnosed with acute limboblastic leukemia, the most common type of childhood cancer. St. Jude is hope. It's light. It's everything to me. They saved my life. I don't know how to explain what St. Jude means to me, but it's just hope to be alive and to continue to grow. St. Jude cancer survivor, Juan Sebastian. Despite his difficulties with treatment, he showed dedication to his schoolwork and ranked third in his class. A few months ago, Juan Sebastian's mom and him got matching tattoos with the St. Jude's logo. The tattoo is a constant reminder not to get too hung up on little things. Johnny, thanks to supporters like you, Juan Sebastian can one day reach his goal and pay it forward by giving other people an opportunity like St. Jude gave to him. I'm asking you, please make a one-time donation or as low as $19 a month to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. It could make the world a difference in someone's life. Or as I refer to him as the Teflon Kid. It's time to wake up now. My heart's in It's great to be alive. Who's Johnny? She said. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the edible to kick in. The Valkyrie moment. Baseball is back, baby. After a string now of mass shootings, everyone agrees that something must be done. Republicans would like it to be nothing, I think, but uh, we can't agree on, on what we need to do. There are many nutty theories being kicked around right now to distract us from the simple fact that we just need to make sure sick individuals don't have easy access to these high-powered guns. But some, like Laura Ingram of Fox News, would have us believe that marijuana is to blame. Respected medical studies for years now have demonstrated that pot use, especially among teens, can trigger psychosis and increase the chance that a young person will develop violent behaviors. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we should make sure that those young people don't have AR-15s in their homes. That's a really a hell of an angle to take. You know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you're blaming pot. Who can forget the Willie Nelson killing spree of 1985? <laughs> They're coming up with all kinds of nonsensical and just plain made-up crap to create like a, a cloud of uncertainty at a time when we might finally be ready to actually do something about this. Garbage person uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia... <laughs> has been trying to pin some of the blame in her way on those who support the LGBTQ plus community. Salvador Ramos, who was Hispanic, um, clearly had a lot of mental issues going on, as was shown with him wearing eyeliner, cross-dressing. 
Never happened, not true. It was a fake story from 4chan, and you know it. And the fact that he's Hispanic has nothing to do with anything, but keep going. I think some of the most dangerous people in America are trans terrorists, because these are the people that want to groom your children and, and talk them into changing their gender. These people are terrorists. They just want you to think that all of a sudden the entire population uh, is steadily turning gay or turning trans, just generation, generation. Probably in about four or five generations, no one will be straight anymore. Everyone will be either gay or trans or non-conforming or whatever the list of 50 or 60 different options there are. And a happy Pride Month to you too, Marjorie. <laughs> Disgusting, yellow-headed, melted donkey from Shrek. There has to be a, a... Man, you gotta love Jimmy Kimmel. He has a very funny way of putting things in clear perspective for you. And how about that Marjorie Taylor Green? Marjorie Trader Green, as I like to call her. She, I tell you what, when God was handing out stupid, she must have got in line two or three times. I mean, come on. The trans terrorist, the trans terrorists are coming to get you. Oh, my God. Anyway, in Congress, they're actually attempting to talk about solutions for this gun problem. At least one side is. Listen. Here in the Senate, we just abruptly adjourned session uh, because Republicans were very afraid, very afraid. And there they are over there of allowing Democrats to speak on the floor about gun violence. And so usually at the near the end of session, there's a time for senators to stand up and talk about issues of public concern. But today, as well as yesterday, Republicans cut that opportunity off. Why? Because they're very afraid of the fact that they've done nothing to address gun violence. And they have no intention to. You know, in light that more children are killed than police officers or members of the military, as President Biden pointed out in his speech, you would think that the Senate would want to talk about this and try to resolve this problem for the American people, right? I mean, after all, they do serve us, don't they? No, they don't. They serve the gun lobby, the ones that are lining their freaking pockets with all this freaking money. They don't want to do anything to solve the gun problem. Oh, so you don't believe the statistic that President Biden announced in his speech? Well, here's Casey Bricker. who's going to verify that for us. Listen. On May 24th, a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. On June 2nd, President Biden gave a speech calling for more restrictions on gun ownership. In it, he made this claim about the victims of gun violence. Over the last two decades, more school-age children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. Let's verify those statistics. Since 2000, have there been more gun deaths among American children than police and military in the line of duty? Our sources, the CDC, the Department of Defense, and the Officer Down Memorial page. 
The CDC keeps data on fatal injuries, including the number and age of people killed by guns. According to that data, from 2000 to 2020, nearly 32,000 children under the age of 18 were killed by firearms in America. More than half are homicides, several thousand suicides, and some accidents. This does not yet include deaths from 2021 or 22. For the number of active duty military killed since 2000, we can go to the DOD. Their information says just over 7,000 soldiers and civilian employees have died in America's various post 9-11 military operations. It does not specify cause of death. And for police, the Officer Down Memorial page tracks every line of duty death. They say just over 1,200 law enforcement officers have been killed by guns since 2000. Add that to the just over 7,000 active duty military who died, a number that is not exclusively gun related, and you have about 8,000 deaths. The number of children killed by guns in that time frame, just under 32,000. So we can verify, yes, since 2000, there have been more gun deaths among American children than the combined gun deaths among police and military in the line of duty. In fact, it's nearly four times as many. With your Verify, I'm Casey Decker. When they were debating this issue in the House, Matt Gates stood up and did a big old speech about how we cannot have gun control legislation because his constituents cherish their guns. They cherish their guns. They cherish their guns. Well, Matt, I, like many other Americans, cherish our children because we have our priorities straight. So this is for you. From the Plush Anchor Studios, powered by Spotify, Modern Problems, the podcast with Johnny Benson. The 18-year-old terrorist who stormed into my community armed with an AR-15, killing 10 people and injuring three others, received a shotgun from his parents for his 16th birthday. For Zaire's 16th birthday, I bought him a few video games, some headphones, a pizza, and a cake. We are not the same. How and why? And what in the world is wrong with this country? Children should not be armed with weapons. Parents who provide their children with guns should be held accountable. Lawmakers who continuously allow these mass shootings to continue by not passing stricter gun laws should be voted out. To the lawmakers who feel that we do not need stricter gun laws, let me paint a picture for you. My son, Zaire, has a hole in the right side of his neck, two on his back, and another on his left leg. Caused by an exploding bullet from an AR-15. As I clean his wounds, I can feel pieces of that bullet in his back. Shrapnel will be left inside of his body for the rest of his life. Now I want you to picture that exact scenario for one of your children. This should not be your story or mine. Every week in recent memory, we have had at least one mass shooting. Ms. Pringle, you are the president of the National Education uh, Association. You represent teachers. 
Um, between 2009 and 2018, how many school shootings did the United States have? 288. 288. Now let's look globally. Our G7 partners, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United Kingdom, combined, how many did those countries, how many school shootings did those countries have? Five. 50 Five. times more. In 10, almost 10 years. 288 versus five. This is not normal. Not only is it not normal, it is internationally embarrassing and delegitimizing to the United States. Because for all the billions and trillions that this body authorizes in the name of national security, we can't even keep our kids safe from their schools being turned into a war zone. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the Congresswoman from New York. I tell you what, there's only one woman that I know of that can argue as equally as she can. And that's my ex-wife. You know, Ms. Cortez recently got engaged. And I feel sorry for her future husband because he will never, ever win an argument against this woman. But the bottom line, folks, is we have to protect our children. We have to do something about this gun crisis. We have to break this spell that America has, this love affair with their guns. If you love your gun more than you love your children, what the hell is wrong with you? Okay, we're going to shift gears and talk about the January 6th commission, which has uh, had its first episode of uh, public hearings on television. I, I don't know if you watched it. I watched bits and pieces of it, but... Uh, this is what President Biden had to say just prior to the, the first episode airing. Before I begin, one of the things going to occupy my country tonight, I suspect, is the first open hearings on January the 6th. And uh, as I said, when it was occurring and subsequent, I think it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. I think these guys and women broke the law, tried to turn around the result of an election. And uh, there's a lot of questions, who's responsible, who's involved. I'm not going to make a judgment on that, but I just want to know that I want you to know that we're going to probably be, a lot of Americans are going to be seeing for the first time some of the detail that, uh, that occurred. Some of the former President Donald Trump's most ardent defenders, from the daughter Ivanka Trump to former Attorney General Bill Barr, said they believe that there was no massive fraud in the 2020 presidential election that denied him a second term in the White House. Video clips of their testimony to the January 6th House Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol were shown at the hearing Thursday night. Their views on the election from Trump's inner circle contradicted the former president's ongoing push that the 2020 election was rigged and that he should be president. The committee showed various clips from some of Trump's closest advisors appearing to dismiss voter fraud claims, along with dramatic new images from the January 6, 2021 attack, where a mob that supported Trump beat and bloodied police officers on their way to breaking into the Capitol. In a video highlighting Barr's testimony, the former attorney general under two Republican presidents called Trump's fraud claims complete nonsense 
and it was part of the reason he resigned before the end of his term. I told him that this was crazy stuff. They were wasting their time on that. And it was doing a great grave disservice to the country, Barr said in the video, according to the Washington Post. Ivanka Trump said to her testimony that Barr's previous rebuke of her father's claims impacted her. It affected my perspective, Ivanka Trump said of Barr's comments, so I accepted what he was saying. Trump's campaign lawyer, Alex Cannon, told the committee he investigated claims of voter fraud that largely came up with no proof and passed that information directly to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows. The committee attempted to use statements from the inner circle and others to suggest that Trump knew the various sources that claims that voter fraud were false, but persisted in grinding up the crowd of supporters on January 6, 2021, leading to the attack. I swear these people never stop. Check out what Marjorie Taylor Greene said today and then let's talk about it. Did you know, and it's on video, I bet you we won't see this video, but I've seen it and it's out there. Did you know Ashley Babbitt was trying to stop people from breaking in? That is on video. I've watched it over and over. She was trying to stop people from breaking in and then she was shot and killed. It's as if we all didn't see the video of Ashley Babbitt in the act of committing a crime when she was shot. And Marjorie claims there's video of her trying to keep people from breaking in when she was shot and killed. Produce the video, Marjorie. Please do. But then she said this, and this is the icing on the cake. Oh, what happened to us on January 6th? Well, what happened to the American cities in 2020 that were burned and looted and destroyed because of BLM violence? Because it wasn't bad enough that she and Matt Gates were running around trying to blame BLM for the January 6th insurrection days after it happened. But now that that story's been debunked over and over again, she just invokes BLM whenever she can. And let me tell you exactly why she does this. It is a wink and a nod to the racist, poorly educated in her voting block. It is her way of saying, I'm still with you. Make no mistake about it. This is racism. This is race baiting. That is it. Period. And then she had the nerve to finish with this. And keep its reputation good for the people we serve. Then we should be truthful. But what's about to happen tonight is not going to be truthful. It's going to be a political narrative and it's all for politics and it is sickening. Like earlier in this video, you weren't being the most vile, untruthful person ever. These people are crazy and it is amazing to me that some of you still support them. Seriously. In our country, we don't swear an oath to an individual or a political party. We take our oath to defend the United States Constitution. And that oath must mean something. Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. To defend this peaceful transfer of power has been honored by every American president, except one. You know what? I disagree with Liz Cheney on most things, but right now, as she leads the January 6th committee, she's burning down her own career and giving up her seat in Congress because the truth is more important. She is sacrificing herself for our democracy, and I respect the hell out of that. And I respect the hell out of her for doing it.
I think after the public hearings are completed and the charges start getting filed, America's going to realize that this is nothing short but an organized coup, a crime against democracy, a crime against the United States of America. I'm confident in that. But the coup is not going to stop there. You've got Ron DeSantis in Florida already making his way for a presidential bid in the next presidential election. Who's already displayed his desire for authoritarianism. I mean, for God's sake, he goes after the Special Olympics and he goes after Mickey Mouse, the most beloved cartoon character on Earth, because they disagreed with his racist, homophobic, disgusting values. We'll have to wait and see what happens next. This is Johnny Benson. That's Modern Problems. I hope you enjoy the upcoming week. I hope it's an absence of any mass shootings, because quite frankly, they're getting quite tiring. And I do pray that our Senate finally drops a pair of balls, stands up to the gun lobby, and says, enough's enough. Until next time, Keep smiling. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. When you're laughing, oh, when you're laughing. The sun comes shining through But when you're crying You bring on the rain So stop your sighing Be happy again on smiling Cause when you're smiling The whole world smiles with you Be happy again, keep on smiling, cause when you're smiling, 
the home.